Hello and welcome to SN Hell. This is the season three wrap-ups episodes. This is one of our mini episodes, though this one should be a little longer than the other minis. This is uh, Matt and I individually picking our top 10 sketches of season three. Overall, in your mind, better year for sketches or worse? Better year overall. Me too. And I had a harder time narrowing it to 10. Yeah, me too. So much so that I um, disqualified myself to make it easier. I disqualified the short films. Don't Look Back in Anger, Acid Test, La Dolce Gilda in particular, which I adored all three. I couldn't do it with those in. Tom Schiller's, uh, so they get their own category right now, and all three are tied for first. So yeah, overall, great year in sketches. Really kind of what we remember Saturday Night Live for. Uh, Anything jump out in your list before we start talking about it, Matt? I wouldn't say so. No, not jump out. I think for uh, the sake of procedure, I I do want to mention publicly that uh, I, I bundled together a, a lot of recurring characters. So I, I did not. I mean, I, I don't need to explain further. It's self-evident. I bundled together recurring sketches. Yeah. So in other words, if there's three conehead sketches that would be on your list, you put them as one. Yes. Yeah. And I did the same, but I, I picked sort of my favorite of those to sort of represent all them sketches so uh let's just jump in then number 10 matt what was your number 10 favorite sketch of season three nixon's book nice now i'm guessing it's based purely on one line one line can't but i mean it can't be ignored i if i if if the simplicity and the timing and the delivery and i just thought it was the one the highlight was like the highlight of the season for me i don't like the nixon stuff i don't like the watergate stuff but that was a perfect moment in time for me so nixon had uh nixon was asking people to buy his book to actually kick it around because no one wanted to read it but what did nixon say (laughs) even though i did (laughs) yeah he doesn't care as long as you're buying the book even though i did write it to be read (laughs) great line my number 10 i know you weren't a big fan of on the night um i just thought it was a tremendous excellent performance by one person and supported well by the others was uh richard dreyfus's sex test thought that was really funny and i think the material was definitely uh not the norm of what folks were seeing on tv at the time thought it got a, a hilariously great reaction uh it was from our second of oh, the richard dreyfus episode you you weren't a fan though i know that but i i thoroughly enjoyed it i uh i don't I, I don't remember it super well sitting here right now i remember it perhaps more fondly than i i did at the time maybe i shouldn't watch it again because maybe if i bring myself back up to speed i won't like it as much it was a playboy humor type thing oh yeah i don't like playboy humor <laughs> number nine my number nine uh, sketch of the season was Body Floss. <laughs> I thought Body Floss was brilliant, silly, physical comedy, really the kind of nonsense I'd like to see from my late night comedy show. It certainly was that. It didn't make my list, but it's uh, it's a it, it was a good one. Um, I actually think it was Adrian's least favorite of that night, but uh, it was certainly a hoot and holler. I liked it. My number nine is Great Moments in Sports, and it's from the O.J. Simpson episode. Garrett plays a young boy in a hospital. 
who asks Babe Ruth to hit a home run for him. <laughs> the doctor announces he or the doctor says he's dying. Or no, it's on the radio. They say a young boy who's dying. Garrett, I'm dying. The young boy turns out to be Hank Aaron. Um, absolutely loved that sketch top to bottom. We had a half decent Babe Ruth impression from Belushi, and uh, and Garrett really stole the night, uh, stole the sketch that night. So uh, I really enjoyed that one. Number eight, Matt. My number eight is uh, the Fest Trunk Brothers. Uh, I, they really uh, came in as a force in season three. I don't always like the rapey humor uh but you know i'm I'm not one of those people that's going to hold their feet to the fire it's the late 70s uh but it doesn't mean i have to like it either in 2023 but and uh and sometimes you know it's not all it doesn't win all the time is i guess what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but uh i certainly enjoy them enough and their banter and especially the physical comedy definitely worthy of a top 10 and i mean i mean it's a classic for a reason though those guys killed it and uh i remember garrett's little spot in it was really good and the girls had a really good spot in it mm-hmm. and they, they seemed to just play well with everybody and your favorite uh was the third one where uh the girls had said they'd gone to the statue of liberty to get uh birth control and 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 the guys were sad and they did the sad walk and all that stuff garrett was there as well so yeah, <laughs> sad <that>. walk yeah <laughs> Uh, my number eight uh, probably would have been higher on a different day, uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It probably should be higher when I look at the list now, but uh, the E. Buzz Miller art classics. Um, Titian. Absolutely loved that. Dan and Lorraine, hilarious. I know Daniel watched that one with us, and he didn't like it too much, but you and I were big fans. Oh, yeah. I really liked that character, and I, um, yeah, that, that was a great sketch. Who didn't like it again? Daniel. Well, but, he's uh, he's a, he's, a, he's a young man, and he probably hangs around with about ten guys who talk exactly like he's about thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably sick of the E. Buzz Millers of the world. <laughs> Your number seven, my friend. My number seven was After Love with Chevy Chase and Gilda Radner. Yep. I thought that was a awesome adult woman uh, performance from Gilda, which we don't often get to see. Chevy was really funny in it with his constant lying and her just kind of letting him off the hook. And it's nice to see Chevy again. I I do think he was a a good leading man in his day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just thought it was a very mature sketch. It wasn't like ha ha funny, but I was, uh, it was one of those ones that I, I was invested in from start to finish. I really enjoyed it. My number seven, and I'm going to preface this by saying I've seen this sketch probably more than any other sketch in the history of SNL, um, except maybe Cowbell. And it's the Irwin Mainway Halloween consumer probe um, with, uh, you know, Johnny Human Torch and all that sort of stuff. Just great stuff. Uh, And it's only hurt by how often I've seen it, I think, and maybe by how similar it is to the Christmas one. Really enjoy the character and really enjoy the, the piece. Number six. Erwin Mainway's Consumer Probe. Oh, neat. Okay, cool. Yeah. How could I not pick that? I love that scumbag. Uh, I wouldn't let him near my children in any capacity. <laughs> um, but, oh, my God, I would uh, I would enjoy his products on the shelf uh, for my own amusement and benefit. You know what? He's the kind of guy. 
So I went to school in a small town uh, called Antigonish, and they had one of those dollar stores there. Before dollar stores were like the same everywhere, like a dollar yeah. or dollar tree. Uh, towns used to have their own weirdo little dollar stores, and in the toy section of the Antigonish dollar store, there was a just a plastic bag with a rough piece of cardboard just stapled to it, and a, written across the cardboard in neon letters, quote unquote. Indian toys and inside was a rainbow headdress and a little brown tomahawk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a mainway product for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh my uh my number 6 was uh looks at books with the nerds. Um and that's kind of representing all the nerd sketches as well. Uh though there were a few nerd sketches I really liked. The looks at books one I I really got a kick out of the banter back and forth. Maybe it's cuz they were on TV and it was so wrong of him to be like noogieing people on TV. Um <laughs> and just saying terrible things, but really enjoy the nerds. Really enjoy looks at books, so it was a nice marriage of the two for me. What's your number five, Matt? Nutrifix. Yeah, yeah. The the, uh, the meal injection. Jane mm-hmm. was a brilliant, vacant, terrifying Stepford wife yeah. uh, in that commercial. The concept is terrifying, and it's real, and it was played for laughs, and I just thought it was the best commercial parody of the season. And the best thing about it is how painful it was to take the injection. <laughs> That's still my favorite part of that. But yeah, Nutrifix, great sketch. Number five, it's a repeat of one of yours. It's After Love. Uh, I just thought that was a really good, like, grown-up sketch. And um, I enjoyed Pet Peeves as well, which I don't know if it makes your list or not. But uh, but the uh, After Love was, was a good one. And like you said, we got to see a grown-up Gilda, and Chevy was perfect Chevy for that one. What's your number four, Matt? La Dolce Gilda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a, uh, it, I mean, how could it, it not be there? It was again. I've, I've been celebrating this season Gilda's more mature roles, and I, you know, there was something. I don't know what about the timing with season four. It's right when I went down that little rabbit hole with her biography and her documentary. Mm-hmm. So maybe seeing her in these grown-up roles just broke my heart that extra little bit more to really help them land. Uh, that was probably certainly the case here. Uh, but my gosh, uh, what a, what a lady. Yeah, good movie. Um, I took it out, as I said before, poignantly sad, like don't look back in anger. You know, we, we know what's going to happen to these people, you know, uh, my number four, <laughs> Celebrating Gilda's work as a child in the Looking for Mr. Goodbar playset ad that she did. Um, do you remember that one with the uh, toys? I do. She was great. Very good. Yeah. Uh, she was quite manic in that one, yes. Yeah. Getting, yeah, she's due to get murdered by a homosexual. And, <laughs> <laughs> and again, I said it, I think, on the show. I love when, you know, comedy takes a grown-up film or a grown-up something and makes toys out of it. I think it's hilarious. Like, uh, you know, I, I always go back to Corky St. Clair and waiting for Guffman selling remains of the day lunch boxes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and, and it, the funny part is, is like nowadays where everybody are, you know, people don't grow up anymore. Like, you know, my father had zero action figures. <laughs> you know, it's like, 
this shit is coming out now and it's realistic, you know. Um, it's just it's, it's bizarre. Uh, number I mean, three. I get it. I mean, I never grew up. I'm from where I am sitting right here right now. I can yeah. see my Sasha Banks monster truck. Yeah. <laughs> What's your number three? Uh, my number three, great moments in sports. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, I was hoping it would be on your list because I know you enjoyed it. Oh, my God. I loved it. I uh, I remember when it started. I, I don't know what it was about the setup where I was like, uh, okay. The, the, they, they really lulled me into it, though. But holy shit. Garrett proved to me that he can carry a sketch mm. with comedy. You don't got to sing. You don't got to play to a stereotype. He was just so funny listening to that game and mm-hmm. reacting to it. And uh, yeah, that was really good comedy. I like that stuff. And and I think that's one of Garrett's favorite things that he did too. Uh, my number three was Mr. Death, uh, Christopher Lee, Lorraine Newman. Not particularly funny, but really well done and, and really, really, really like kind of sweet for Saturday Night Live. Although I am seeing back then they did go for the sweetness. But yeah, that was a highlight of the night for me and definitely a highlight of the season. Yeah, it, it didn't make my list, but I remember liking it, uh, yeah. despite the fact that I don't generally, I don't I don't really like going for the sweetness on a mm-hmm. late night comedy show. Um, but I mean, they'll stop. And it was fine here. Mm-hmm. Number two, Matt. My number two was Coneheads. Uh, as I mentioned, I've been bundling. I bundle these. Uh, you know, if you, if you need me to pick one, uh, I guess I'd pick the one where Bill Murray came over. That was one, right? That was this season. He, he was in a couple, yeah. He got the Halloween one. Uh, Halloween one, yeah, that was it. And uh, the Family Feud one was funny too. I, I just really like those three. They, they, there's, there's nothing that those three have done in these characters that I haven't mm-hmm. laughed at yet. My number two is also Coneheads, but I went with the Family Feud one. Could have been the Halloween one, which I also adore. But uh, the Family Feud one was uh, was just I, Steve Martin's family were all obsessed with romaine lettuce. There was just enough extra weird coming from those guys to uh, to really make it the perfect sketch for me, but not perfect enough to be number one. Matt, what's your number one? My number one is King Tut. Wow. Okay. Cool. I thought that was so good, so catchy. Steve Martin mm-hmm. pulling the faces, doing his little Egyptian dance. The set was brilliant. The song was, as I already said, catchy, clever, historically accurate. Uh, I have seen within, it. Within reason. There was a reason. <laughs> Steve Martin as King Tut. Within reason. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, and it's, it was prob- it's probably one of the first sketches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one I've probably seen almost as much as any sketch, certainly at least in my more developmental years. Uh, I, was, I admit that when we started this whole thing, I was waiting around for it. It didn't mm-hmm. disappoint when it showed up out of the blue. And I really just think it's uh, a perfect sketch. I loved it. Mine is actually from the same episode, which is cool. Um, it's Theodoric of York, medieval barber. Um, there was just so much going on in that one. There was a live bird. There was people getting bled and leeches, and it was, uh, Bill Murray hung upside down. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I got excited. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's the one where he kept recommending leeches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and bleedings. Yeah. Um, oh my God, I forgot about that. Another bleeding. I, I really think there's not many sketches that are 
perfect in writing execution set, especially on a show like this where they're, they're very limited in time. But that one, you couldn't have done it better if you had uh, 10 times the budget and pre-recorded it. And uh, like even the bird fuck up was stellar. I mean, it made it even better. This one gets a lot of love and, and I think it's it's reason it, it deserves it. Tom Davis wrote this one and uh, just, uh, just a fantastic sketch. I totally forgot about it. I would definitely definitely would have made my list had mm-hmm. I remembered. I forgot uh, about Nutrix. So. I like it more than I like it more than Body Floss, uh, and I like it probably more than uh, the Festrum Brothers sketches. So. Well, we'll we'll put an asterisk on that one or an asterisk on that one, and uh, and same with my Don't Look Back and Anger Acid Test, Acid te- the Acid Test one, the uh, sorry not Acid Test, Acid Generation. That movie with the old people in Florida who were said yes. to be, yeah, Theodoric King Tut, same episode. I, I left King Tut off, um, but just barely. So at the end of the night, we pick our favorite sketch, and we have some sketches here that uh, that all three, myself, you, and our third chair picked as our favorite sketch. I call them streak sketches, but I don't know if that's the right <laughs> word to use. I like um, it. Would you, would you like to know the sketches from season three that were our favorites? Oh, of course. How many? Um, there are five. Cool. Okay. So uh, first off is uh, the Franken and Davis beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Didn't make our list. And the reason it didn't make my list, and I hate saying this, is when I rewatched it, it's it's about 10 minutes long. It's a long-ass sketch. Um, and though it is great in its in its own way, it's, it is... It could use some cutting, I think, on second watch, but first time through, I loved it. Second one uh, made my list, not yours, but kind of made yours. It's the Coneheads Family Feud. We all yeah, I, I, like I said, I bundled uh, some of the jokes run together in my head at this mm-hmm. point, um, so I, I'm I'm on board with that. Yeah. Another one made your list was After Love. Made my list as well. After Love with Gilda and Chevy in the bed. So you, you put it best. It's just such an adult sketch on yeah. uh, what is not always the most mature show. Another one made our, made my list was Mr. Death with Christopher Lee and Lorraine. And then the last one, it wasn't going to make my top ten anyway. I think it was a, a, a weaker night, I think, was uh, The Seagull, where Michael Palin was in a production of The Seagull and he had to get out of the bag within ten minutes or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was pretty funny. I didn't love that Michael Palin episode. No, uh, but I do remember that sketch. That was that was funny. And conversely, uh, I've done the uh, the opposite. Uh, the sketches that on the night the three of us thought was the worst sketch. And there's only two of those this year. The first one was a samurai dry cleaner. That was from the Charles Grodin episode. Um, it's when uh, they it was samurai, and then Charles Grodin broke the wall, broke the fourth wall. Um, and he did it better later in the show with the bees. So, and we're not fans of the samurai anyway. Only Buck Henry should be with the samurai, and that's only if they insist on their 70s cocaine reasons for continuing to use him. The other one might have been the worst sketch all, all year. Well, there was there was another one I hated just as much. Um, this was Mike McMack, defense lawyer, Steve Martin, first episode. He um, yeah. a lot of rape jokes. Remember that one? A lot of rape jokes. Yeah, yeah. And that sketch is actually there's even recent bloggers who have talked about how great that sketch was. Um, I didn't dig it. The other one I didn't like was Celebrity Crack Up, where uh, it was all about celebrities that were dealing with mental illness. 
But I will say that the good this season extremely, extremely outweighed the bad, I think, as far as sketches are concerned. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah, uh, there were there was definitely less super duds this season. Mm hmm. So I'm hoping next year is the same and, and we get some good stuff. Although I do know you mentioned it uh, in another recording that we have seen a lot of the classic stuff. Season four and five are more sort of dark territory for me, uncharted waters, uh, as opposed to one, two and three, which I know I've seen many times over the years. I'm excited. I want to find out what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's it for our top 10. I'll just give it back to you now. My 10 going from top to bottom, going from 1 to 10, is Theodoric of Yorick. Coneheads, Mr. Death, looking for Mr. Goodbar playset. After Love, looks at books. Consumer Probe, E-Buzz Miller's Art Classics, Great Moments in Sports, Sex Test, and then my asterisk is that uh, I didn't consider the the, the Tom Schiller films uh, because it would have taken up my whole list or a big chunk of my list. Matt's top 10 are uh, King Tut, Coneheads Halloween or Coneheads in Total, Great Moments in Sports, La Dolce Gilda, Nutrafix, Consumer Probe, After Love, Fest Drunk Brothers, I never say it right, Body Floss, Nixon's book and Matt's asterisk says that he forgot about Theodoric of York. But that's our top 10 of the year. Did we miss anything? Did we were we too nice to something? We usually are too not too nice to something when it comes to this list. But uh, yeah, Matt, uh, hopefully we can get 10 out of season four. No doubt. I'm ready. I mean, I'll find 10 in anything. Uh, you know, I say that now, but in 1983, I might sing a different tune. <laughs> in 1980, you might, um, but you're going to love the music. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for Matt and I on uh, season three. We're off to season four soon. We're doing a couple movie reviews. We've got a few more mini episodes out about season three. We've also got uh, our third chairs looking back on season one, a Gary Weiss episode. Uh, there's a, a bit going on after a little bit of a break for us, Matt. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I love the activity. It uh, keeps my existential demons at bay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've got a, a bit to go before season four. Best thing to do, like, subscribe. Um, notification bell could be turned on as well. And just uh, let us know what you're thinking of these lists. So uh, on behalf of Matt, this is Keith. See you soon in SN Hell. <laughs>